You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. Joe and some sports guy Hickman. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, all the parts your car will ever need. Happy to be back. Sorry that we missed yesterday. Just a lot of things going on for Monday's show. You know, I had a lot to do to prepare myself for Monday, uh, but we are back and ready to discuss your Houston Texans. The Texans are about a month away now from opening night, Monday Night Football, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, we talked about it a lot last week. I'm going to bring it right back up. The optimism in the building for the Houston Texans is very high. It's high because, you know, I would like to say that they are they are at a place right now, Cody, and listeners at home, that nobody really knows, right? They have players like a Brandon Cooks and David Johnson where you guys are coming off either injury or disappointment or you know, underwhelming seasons, however you may put it, they have guys that are very good number twos. Randall Cobb, uh, you can look at Will Fuller, who's been a number two his entire career. Uh, but now you also have guys that you are expecting a lot more out of. Will Fuller is one of those guys, right, staying healthy, producing. We know what he can do when he's been on the field. We just need to see him there more often. Also collectively as a unit, uh, the offensive line, right? So the optimism in that building is pretty high, as it should be. The only question has been where do the Texans go for, sorry, go from now, right? Where do they go from now to a place that they want to be, but they don't have the preseason? They did not have the offseason. The Houston Texans brought in Gerald Hawkins, who previously played for the Buccaneers, had a uh, two-year stint with, the Steelers, and so they brought him in after a workout. Uh, and I don't think there's any speculation that they are not satisfied with what or who they have, but I think the Houston Texans, and we've heard Bill O'Brien say this plenty of times, how he likes those, you know, swing linemen. He wants that depth. They also drafted Charlie Heck, but Charlie Heck is a rookie. Early on in this year, we heard Bill O'Brien mention how this is a veteran type of year because of the pandemic. So he's getting a veteran. I only started, I want to say, two games in the last four years, mentioning Hawkins, speaking of Hawkins. I believe somebody with some pro experience. And if something happens, God forbid, I mean, I want to see this unit, this offensive line unit, healthy collectively. Give me at least 15 games. Give me at least – Give me at least 14 games of this unit together. I think we are – man, listen, 
I think we will be in a treat to see how well they can play together. And Madden will go ahead and boost those offensive linemen ratings because, who they disrespected the Texans. But uh, so they brought in a veteran. He'll be there, maybe help mentor, bring along other guys, and he'll be ready to step in as that next man up. So I'm happy that he was brought in after a workout the Texans liked what they saw uh, in him. Yes, sir. You know, I'm really excited to see what he can bring to the Houston Texans as well. And in order for us to see what he can bring, we first have to make sure that not only the Texans, but the NFL are able to play a hopefully what will be a full 2020 season. And, you know, we see what's going on with college football. It seems like they're about to either postpone or suspend the whole entire fall season. Um, but I got to tell you, man, but before moving on, I have to give kudos what kudos is due. And ladies and gentlemen, your Houston Texans, if there is any team in the league that might be more ready to not only play on the field, but off the field due to fighting this virus, it's the Houston Texans. As of yesterday, ever since the start of training camp, for 11 straight days, 80 players and 100 staff members, a total of 1,980 tests have been administered to those people. And guess how many positive tests they have? Zero. You know, and, and I wanted to bring that up, you know, just to follow up on everything that Bill O'Brien talked about. I believe it was about a week and a half ago. He told us um, during his press conference that they have taken the initiatives to make sure that not only the players are safe, on the field, but off the field as well. He have said, Bill O'Brien said that he has given his players talk on how serious this virus really is. And, you know, just to hear that they have those, that many tests has been administered to the, to the players and the staff members. And the fact that nobody has came up with this virus, it says a lot to this organization. It says a lot to Bill O'Brien, who is ahead of this organization as not only the, the, the coach, but also the general manager. And I just wanted to just give kudos to the Houston Texans because we see um, the Philadelphia Eagles, they had, they, they've been hit with this virus, you know, multiple teams around this league has been hit with the virus. And, you know, the fact that the Houston Texans, they have been able to stay ahead of the curve, keep their players safe as they try to bring a championship back to the city. It says a lot. Yeah. And another thing it says to me is this team, this organization is still prioritizing having a season. Let's take a look and transition over to the MLB. In a week's worth of time, the MLB canceled games because players were, you know, getting contacted with other guys with the COVID or, you know, maybe they started it up. However it happened, but COVID was running rampant through MLB teams. And so they had to cancel games, right? Now, mind you, the MLB only has 60 games this year. They're canceling games. Houston, which Bill O'Brien, you know, joked about, you can eat off of our floors if you wanted to. I think that it's always been, uh, what, what would I call it? I would call it forward thinking and progressive in a lot of different areas. Uh, we, we've seen how many times the NFL has bought By the way, the Patriots won twice, just a threat out there. And we'll bring that circle that Patriot, Texan, Houston back around later in the show, but they want the season, 
And I think, you know, regardless of any criticism we give Bill O'Brien, let's just say this, given his circumstances, given what's been going on in the world, he has done everything as a leader on two levels, front office and the field, to prepare this team and this organization to have that 16-game season. Now, when you look at me, if you ask me, I don't believe it'll happen all the way because I can't trust the other 31 teams like I can trust our one team in Houston. But like you said, kudos and respect is is due. And what I believe what is being preached right now is it's coming down from the leader, right? And everybody is practicing it. And I, I really admire that because, like I said, when we looked over at the MLB, it just seems like they don't give a damn, right? The NFL, on the other hand, you mentioned Philly, but here in Houston, they are still prioritizing having a season. That means that they love their players, but you still have to take account of they still want to do this for the fans at home. And I love it. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353. 99 at advance, a big chain store. But it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. So as we mentioned last week, and first of all, thank you guys for sticking around for the second segment. But as we mentioned last week, uh, Garyon Conley was out. He's placed on the PUP list. Had to go through his offseason surgery, bouncing back. Well, he passed his physical, and he can now start participating in training camp. Uh, Garyon Conley was recovering from ankle surgery that he underwent this offseason. Uh, defensive coordinator Anthony Weaver said Conley was chomping at the bit to return to practice, uh, get back on the field. Uh, he's starting to feel better. Weaver continued to say that Garyon is starting to feel better, uh, that he knows that he's on the PUP list right now, and this was on August 5th. But he has been ready to get back out there. He's already coming up to him asking about when can we watch film so they can be on the same page. 
We know that when he got here last year, he had 27 tackles, 11 PBUs, that's past breakups, and eight games for the Houston Texans. And out of those eight games, he started six games with a very good plug-in piece for Houston. I have huge expectations for him this year, but happy to see him back. Here's the thing. Jerrion Conley, Bradley Roby, Lonnie Johnson Jr., Vernon Hargrave. If I take Lonnie Johnson out, you still have three former first-round prospects that were drafted in the first round. You still have three first-round talent. You have two guys in Garyon and Vernon Hargrave that just needed a change of scenery. And then let me throw Lonnie Johnson back in there. You have a guy who I think Lonnie had a very good learning lesson last year in that playoffs, and that's when the stars come to play, you got to be ready. We know how he, you know, let's call it what it was. He got cooked by Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. But outside of that, Lonnie has some very good moments, very good sparks. You know that he's 6'2", has very great length, very good speed, has been working on his technique, which I was critical of him last year. Uh, he's getting better. And so to have this secondary group starting to kind of get back into, you know, the, the swing of things, everybody's getting back to shape, everybody's getting back healthy, everybody's coming together as a unit defensively. And how Anthony Weaver has mentioned on several occasions how he wants to become an exotic type of defense, throw different looks out there. I ask myself, will there be will there be a time where we may see more than we've seen before? And I'm honestly, I honestly want to know the role that Lonnie Johnson will have this year, but my expectations for Gary Young Conley, I think he will have a Pro Bowl kind of year. I truly mm-hmm. believe that. I, I think he is in a better situation. Um, the one thing that stuck for him and everybody else, no preseason. <laughs> I know you guys are tired of him. you say this, but it's the truth. No real offseason. I think he will have a Pro Bowl kind of year. Not that he'll make the Pro Bowl. He could get snubbed. Uh, We know how that goes. But I think he will have a very, very good year, Pro Bowl kind of year, and help this secondary, along with Bradley Roby, uh, bounce back from the year they had last year. Oh, man. Um, Let me just say this. I – yes, I think the secondary is going to be a hell of a lot better than it was in 2019. Um, More so better than what it was the first half of last season versus the second half. Because remember, the back half of the 2019 schedule, the secondary looked a lot more productive than they did the first half of the season. And a large part of that was due to an addition like Garyon Conley. Because you remember, when Conley first got here in Houston, there was a lot of people questioning that decision. Remember, we had our boy Q over at Locked On Raiders. He even had some not-too-nice things to say about Conley by saying that there was a lot of times where the opposing team saw the back of Conley's jersey, which means that his guy was open. I get it. Change of scenery. He proved it last year. It with the Texans that that's what he needed, and he was a hell of a lot more productive in Houston than he was in Oakland. But John, to say that he's going to be a Pro Bowler, I I don't know about that. I, I I'm expecting a big year for Conley, 
I say possibly save Pro Bowl for the the 2021 season because you you, you basically said it. You know, it's going to be hard to expect a Pro Bowl type of year from him when a not only is he coming off an injury, but he's entering a a season where he's not going to have that much training camp. He's entering a season where there's not going to be any preseason. Um, you know, yes, Bill O'Brien said that he is managing and he is planning on scheduling a scrimmage amongst the team themselves but i mean that's still not the same as a preseason but it it's going to take some time for him to get his wing his his win back you know you mentioned a guy like lonnie johnson jr i would not be surprised if i see the texans depend a little bit more on lonnie johnson at the first part of the year versus gary on not saying that lonnie johnson is better but lonnie johnson is a little bit ahead of the game in terms of physical condition because he hasn't missed no time. I mean, we have seen it possibly ever since they lost the game against Kansas city last season, that this is a guy who has been on the field, has put in tons of work ever since the season ended. Pro bowl. I'm not too sure if I agree with that, but like I said, I do expect Gary on to have a really good year in 2020. Well, to combat your statement and, and how you feel, let me say this. Let me, let me, Let's take a look at what Garyon did in Houston compared to what he did in Oakland. In Oakland, he had one interception. He was targeted 27 times. Uh, 18 of those 27 targets were completed for a completion rate of 66.7. So nearly 67% of those passes were completed by heading his way. He also allowed 17.6 yards per completion and four touchdowns with a passer rating allowed of 130.6. That's terrible. That's trash. Gets here in Houston, gets in a better situation, a better scheme. Out of those eight games he played in Houston, started six, no interceptions. Uh, he was targeted 46 times. Only allowed 24 of those to be completed for 52.2 completion rate. Gave up 299 yards, but here's a kicker. That almost 18 yards per completion went down to 12.5. And he only allowed two touchdowns with a passer rating of 87.1. I think what he can do in this system and with coaches that believe in him and with better talent around him, we will see a year from Gary on that says, okay, well, it was Oakland who screwed it up, not him. It was Oakland. And we've seen corners go to schemes before that just does not work out for him. Speaking of Oakland, Nambi Ansawa was one of the best corners in the league, if not the best outside of Darrell Rivas for two or three years. Playing man defense. Goes to Philly, gets in a zone defense, now he's Kerry Washington's wife, I mean husband. That's all we know him for is Kerry Washington's husband now. Now, when I look at Gary Young, the defense schemes just wasn't working out for him. In Oakland, he's, it is in Houston. We saw a little bit of it last year with flashes. Give him some time. I think he will have a Pro Bowl type of year. I'm calling it early. Big expectations for Conley. We all know that the running back situation for the Houston Texans will look a hell of a lot different in 2020 than it did not only in 2019, but also in 2018. And the main reason why, well, 
one of the main reasons why the running back situation got shook up was because Lamar Miller suffered a ACL injury in the preseason game against the Dallas Cowboys last season. And unfortunately, he did not return to the team. And on yesterday, Adam Scheffner, ESPN, reported that Miller is back in the league this time as a member of the New England Patriots. He signed a one-year contract. And um, <laughs> it seems like the Patriots has gone from the ideal football team to, you know, what we just going to sign a whole bunch of players who not, who are not officially has beens, but they are all basically on one year deal. But I just wanted to bring that up, you know, just talking about Lamar Miller for a little bit, because in my eyes, we're talking about the second greatest running back in Texans history. Um, You know, this is a guy who basically held that position down, especially after they transcended out of the Arian Foster era and you know it, it's just unfortunate to see what had happened to Lamar Miller but at the end of the day this is sports and unfortunately injuries are a part of sports yeah I'm happy for Lamar Miller getting to a place where I think he can really succeed in New England talk to him last year you know discuss the ideal of him coming back to Houston he wanted to be in Houston things didn't work out and he also I think he also knew that Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson had done so much for the team last year that the future for Houston did not seem uh, as bright as maybe he would want it to to return back. But I think he's going to a place where he can really succeed. Uh, the Patriots won't use him a lot. Uh, he won't be. I don't think he will be a primary running back. But I think what he will be is that running back that can come in and do damage running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. So I'm happy for Lamar Miller uh, simply because I think his expectations are low. I think he will make the roster, and I think his contributions will be good enough for maybe after this one-year deal that he can have a future in the NFL. Uh, I'm happy to see what he can prove. And, again, kudos to him. Happy for him. Here's also another tidbit. While Lamar Miller just got signed, Jadavion Clowney is still <laughs> unsigned. This is. I brought this up the other day, talking to my friends, and I said, you know, we give Bill O'Brien a lot of flack, but I think he just saved the Texans a bunch of money by switching the guy. Like, not saving, not signing Jadavion Clowney, Clowney for the money that he wanted really helped the Texans in the long run. In a, in a spot they didn't even know because of this pandemic, if they would have had his contract on the books, oh my gosh, it it's sad, you know. Um, yeah, Lamar Miller has gotten signed. Cam Newton has gotten signed. Uh, John, let's let's place a wager right now. Let's place a bet. Who's going to get signed first? Antonio Brown, <laughs> or Jadavion Clowney. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Clowney. I'm gonna go with Clowney. <laughs> But I've seen crazier things. My point exactly. And the only thing Antonio Brown has to do is, I mean, he can possibly still get signed. Now, I know once he gets signed, he has to sit out for eight games due to his suspension. But he can possibly, there's a realistic chance, there's a real chance that he can get signed before the season starts. So I I don't know who I'm going to go with. All I know, one of them got a whole lot of money. (laughs) And the other one trying to get it with that contract that has been elusive in this offseason, <laughs> to mm-hmm. say the least. 
I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you guys for checking us out today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. Well, follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. Check out Locked On Texans. Shout out to everybody that has been liking the Facebook page. I see you guys out there. And follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Yes, sir. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, City of Houston, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.